Hello and welcome to the BVRMC Wellness Podcast. I am Evan Franzmeyer and today I am joined by Debbie German. How are you? Good. Good. So Debbie is here because our topic for today is sleep deprivation. Um, I know myself with young kids, This, I feel like I'm this every day, um, but I think a lot of people have this issue and I'll kind of just let you take over and start talking. Thanks, Evan. Yeah, good to be here to be able to talk about this topic for the wellness committee. Almost everyone has encountered a zombie-like feeling after a night of minimal or no sleep. Even after just one night without enough rest, we can feel drowsy during the day with slowed thinking, lack of energy, and an irritable mood. Sleep deprivation is when you don't get the sleep you need, and it's estimated to affect around one-third of American adults. I believe that for sure. Yeah, lack of sleep directly affects how we think and feel. While the short-term impacts are more noticeable, chronic sleep deprivation can heighten the long-term risk of physical and mental health problems. To avoid these problems, it's important to avoid sleep deprivation. Understanding this condition, including its causes, symptoms, diagnosis, and treatment, can put you in a better position to ensure that you're getting the sleep you need. Yeah, for sure. So like let's what what is sleep deprivation? Well, Evan, the term sleep deprivation refers to getting less than the needed amount of sleep, which for adults ranges from seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Children and teens need even more nightly sleep than adults. Yeah. In sleep medicine, sleep deprivation is defined based on sleep duration, which is the total amount of time a person spends asleep. In reality, though, being well-rested is about more than just how many hours you sleep. As a result, the terms sleep deficiency and sleep insufficiency are more frequently used to describe factors that reduce the quantity and or the quality of sleep and keep a person from waking up and refreshed. For example, a person who sleeps for a total of eight hours, but with many awakenings that fragment their sleep, may have insufficient sleep, even though their sleep duration technically meets the recommended amount. So the term sleep deprivation may be used with a wider meaning that refers to poor sleep and not just total sleep duration. Are there different types of sleep deprivation? Sleep deprivation and sleep insufficiency may be categorized in different ways depending on a person's circumstances. There's acute sleep deprivation, which refers to a short period, usually a few days or less, when a person has a significant reduction in their sleep time. Then there's chronic sleep deprivation, also known as insufficient sleep syndrome. Is That's defined by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine as curtailed sleep that persists for three months or longer 
And then there's chronic sleep deficiency or insufficient sleep that can describe ongoing sleep deprivation as well as poor sleep that occurs because of sleep fragmentation or other disruptions. Yeah. So it sounds a lot like insomnia, sort of. Um, For the average Joe like myself that doesn't know a whole lot about this, like what is the difference between sleep deprivation and insomnia? Yeah, while both insomnia and sleep deprivation involve falling, failing to get enough sleep, many experts in sleep science make a distinction between them. People with insomnia have trouble sleeping even when they have plenty of time to sleep. On the other hand, people with sleep deprivation don't have enough time allocated for sleep and as a result, usually, of behavior choices or everyday obligations. What what causes sleep deprivation? Well, there's multiple factors, factors that can cause or contribute to sleep deprivation, including poor sleep hygiene, lifestyle choices, work obligations, sleep disorders, and other medical conditions. Sleep deprivation is often driven by voluntary choices that reduce available sleep time. For example, a person who decides to stay up late to binge watch a TV series may experience acute sleep deprivation. Which sit, is, sit on their phone or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. So an inconsistent sleep schedule may facilitate these decisions and make them feel less intentional in the moment, taking yeah. the time to sleep. Work obligations, that's another common contributor to sleep deprivation. People who work multiple jobs or extended hours yeah. may not have enough time for sufficient sleep, and yeah. especially shift workers. Yeah, short-staffed, you know, in this situation oh, right now, and definitely extra hours. And yeah. Well, and shift workers who, they Switch. have to work through the night, yeah. and then they may find it hard to get the amount of sleep that they really need. For sure. Also, sleep deficiency can be caused by other sleep disorders or medical conditions. For example, sleep apnea, yeah. a breathing disorder that includes dozens of nightly awakenings, may hinder both sleep duration and quality. Other medical or mental health problems such as pain, general anxiety, yeah. Those type of things can interfere with the quality and quantity of our sleep now. Yeah. Especially with COVID. For sure. Yeah, yeah it's amped all that up for That's sure. That's right. Uh, what are the symptoms of sleep deprivation? Well, the primary symptoms and signs of sleep deprivation include excessive daytime sleepiness and daytime impairment, such as a reduced concentration, slower thinking, and mood changes. Feeling extremely tired during the day is one of the hallmark signs of sleep deprivation. People with excessive daytime sleepiness may feel drowsy and have a hard time staying awake when they need to stay awake. And in some cases, this results in micro-sleeps in which a person dozes off for just a matter of seconds. Insufficient sleep can directly affect how a person feels during their waking hours such as the slowed thinking, reduced attention span, worsened memory, 
poor or risky decision-making, lack of energy, mood changes, including feelings of stress, anxiety, irritability. A person's symptoms can depend on the extent of their sleep deprivation and whether it is acute or chronic. Also add that stimulants like caffeine can also mask the symptoms of sleep deprivation, so it's important to pay attention to how you feel on and off those types of substances. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you can kind of put a band-aid on it and have some That's caffeine. That's what we and, do. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> um, so what are the consequences of sleep deprivation? Well, the effects of sleep deprivation and sleep deficiency can be serious and really far-reaching. Acute sleep deprivation raises the risk of unintentional errors and accidents, like drowsy driving, which involves slow reaction time and the risks of micro-sleeps, can be life-threatening. People who are sleep-deprived are more likely to struggle in school and work settings or experience mood changes that may affect personal relationships. Chronic sleep deprivation can contribute to a wide range of health problems. Sleep plays such a fundamental role in effective functioning of nearly all systems of our body. So a persistent lack of sleep creates significant risks to our physical and mental health. I mean, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, immunodeficiency, hormonal abnormalities, pain, mental health disorders. On a society-wide level, the impacts of sleep deprivation are enormous. The CDC estimates that as many as 6,000 deaths a year are caused by drowsy driving. And sleep deprivation has been calculated to incur hundreds of billions in added health care costs as well as over $400 billion crazy. in productivity losses per year. And that's just in the United States. Yeah, I believe that. It's, I mean, yeah. there's days where my kids are up all night long, and I don't, you know, I'm not as near as productive as I am when I have a full night of sleep. And, that's right. Yeah. Um, so kind of moving on, how is sleep uh, deprivation diagnosed? Well, doctors can often diagnose sleep deprivation by discussing a patient's symptoms and sleep patterns. It may involve reviewing a sleep diary or taking a sleep questionnaire that offers a detailed look at the sleep patterns and daytime symptoms. In some cases, additional testing with sleep tracking technology may be conducted if further information is needed. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like... You know, like you said a little bit ago about the caffeine thing. I think, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm tired today. I'm going to have an extra cup of coffee or or whatever. I feel like, you know, a lot of us kind of hide it a little bit. We spend a third of our lives in sleep. And it's probably one of the things that we, oh. Don't think about it. Or we can always like, oh, we'll do less of it or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I can do this extra thing. It takes an extra hour or whatever. But you lose that extra hour of sleep and. It has profound effects over a period of time. Yeah. We have to pay more attention to the um, uh, the quality of our sleep and the quantity and really make it a priority. Yeah. Well, I think the smartphones 
are causing a lot of that issue. Like, it's easy to sit there and lay in bed and look at your phone. In my generation, anyway. For uh, hours. Yes. No, it's uh, more than your generation. I know. Um, <laughs> but even talking about, like, the benefits of sleep, and you said the quantity and the quality, and just from an exercise perspective, like, that's when our body recovers. All of our muscles recovers. We can perform the next day and do the exactly. next thing. And if you don't sleep well, you don't recover near as well either. That's so. right. Your muscles aren't getting regenerated. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's... Well, you just you listed off all those health issues there. I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. that's enough right there to make you want to go to bed. But um, <laughs> exactly. so, how how do we prevent this all from happening? Is there anything we can do to prevent it? Well, if you have ongoing or worsening problems with insufficient sleep or daytime sleepiness, of course, working with your doctor is a good step to getting relief. Your doctor can assess your situation and recommend treatment that best suits your needs but in most cases a focus on your sleep hygiene your sleep environment and daily habits is a central component of preventing and treating sleep deprivation here's some key sleep hygiene improvements for people who get insufficient sleep from time to time or maybe almost every night So, first of all, you have to address it. Address sleep deprivation. Don't just cope with it. Many people get insufficient sleep because they accept the sleep deprivation as a normal rather than take the necessary steps to sleep more. They drink caffeine or energy drinks, nap, or simply try to power through. None of these approaches is a sustainable solution for sleep deprivation. They may help get through the day, but the cumulative effects of sleep deficiency will still take a toll both in the short and the long term. For this reason, it's important to refuse to accept a lack of sleep as normal and instead focus on sleeping more and getting higher quality rest. So make sleep a priority. Have a consistent sleep schedule. You should strive to go to bed and wake up at the same times every day. And that's not just Monday through Friday. That's seven days a week. In planning those times, make sure you budget time to get enough sleep. Once you've settled on your schedule, follow it closely. Again, even on weekends. Stability in your sleep routine helps avoid fluctuations in your nightly sleep. You have to set boundaries in your work and your social life. It's easy for the demands of your personal or professional life to chip away at your dedicated time for sleep. So it's helpful to set boundaries so that you preserve the full time you need for rest each night. I think that's a big one. I think all of us struggle as a society to say no to certain things there's always uh your kids have an event to go to or you have some social thing to go to and it's more and more and more and that just almost for myself anyways i pay for the next couple days because i'm that's right yeah well and i mean we're not just talking about for you yourself i mean kids too are definitely not getting if you get them out of their routine and yes so Having a bed routine, and this especially for kids, but we really need it for ourselves too. Get yourself ready each night with the same steps such as, you know, 
quietly reading or stretching, putting on your pajamas, brushing your teeth, that steady bedtime routine can put you in the right frame of mind to sleep well each night. You could, I mean, there's also things like design your bedroom environment to be ideal for your relaxation, things to avoid. A useful step in addressing sleep deprivation is to avoid things that can often, unbeknownst to you, negatively affect your sleep. And here, here it goes, Evan. Yeah, I know the answer already. Electronic devices, yep. TVs, cell phones, tablets, computers. They keep your mind stimulated and leave you still wired when you want to go to bed. Yeah. The light emitted by these devices can also interfere with your circadian rhythm, your, your natural rhythm of your body for wake and sleep. And as a result, it is best to avoid electronic devices for an hour or more yeah. before bed. I bet very few people do that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's alcohol. Drinking excessively at night can disrupt your normal yeah. sleep cycle. Caffeine. As a stimulant, caffeine makes you alert. And because it can stick around in your system for several hours, it's really best to avoid it in the afternoon and evening. And naps. To keep naps from interfering with sleep at night, Make them, make, keep them short, 30 minutes or less. A good nap, really 20 minutes, can really make a difference to making you feel refreshed. But never take them in the late afternoon or later. And if you're struggling with insomnia, it is best to avoid naps altogether. So make the most of each day. Yeah. Getting frequent sunlight exposure during the day supports a healthy circadian rhythm that helps you to be alert during the day and sleepy at night. Regular physical activity can also contribute to a normal sleep cycle. So just try to engage in at least moderate exercise every day. So hopefully making sleep a priority, Evan, we can... Help our bodies to do the natural process of healing each day and recharging itself during our sleep at night and help us to better be prepared for the day ahead. As you said, make the most of each day. I mean, it's hard to do that if you don't get a good night's sleep the night before and it kind of sets the foundation for the next day, in my opinion. Exactly. Well, you know, with the profession that you're in, it makes a huge difference. And so, like your one of your comments you just mentioned about getting into a physical routine daily or whatever to mm-hmm. you know, moderate exercise, I can tell you from my own experience, like if I go st- weeks without working out, I don't sleep very well. The days I do work um, out, man, I am out cold and. And you have a really restful night's yep, sleep, and you yep. wake up feeling so yep. refreshed. And I want to do it again the next day. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this information. I I really do appreciate it. And um, <laughs> anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, I think. Other than this information has been provided to you via the sleepfoundation.org. Feel free to use that website if you have more questions to find information about sleep. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for stopping in, Debbie. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Good talking to you, Evan. Thanks. Mm-hmm.